0: Code of Conduct Heavy is the head that wears the crown Crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found I took the sword out, the stone wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king God made me punch in the accurate numbers. Yeah. My castle won't crumble. Nah. What I tackle will fumble. Yeah. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet up, up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Nah. Crown on my head clouds is at my legs, big says sky is the limit, I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening a cell, hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail I need all of mine, the weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale, what's a king to a giant, well, Goliath fell, even if we playing chess dog, this king can't be checked, I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps, Uh I'm a king, the blood of a ruler I feel like Mansa Musa Musa. make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda, triangle looking it from my angle i'm a king the closest thing to being one of god's angels i'm a king heavy is the head that wears the crown i put in extra work that just can't be found work i took the sword out the stone wasn't a thing look me in my eyes because i'm a king look me in my eyes because i'm a king
1: good morning good afternoon good evening and good night this is the Code of Conduct of the King podcast. I am your host, Jason King, and I am so happy, so excited to be back with you guys. Last week, I was out in Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and I had the time of my life. <laughs> I had to, first of all, let me just say, I'm not joking when I say that. I know I kind of laughed it off. I had the time of my life. Uh, the Nelly concert was awesome. I posted some clips. I don't know if everybody saw that, but the actual game itself was entertaining. Um, some good, good plays, both defensively offensively um a lot of people that caught my eye a lot of guys on offense a couple offensive linemen that I that I love that I love Uh, a couple safeties that caught my eye I got to do some more research on before I really want to jump out and say that these guys are my draft crush for the Buffalo Bills but all in all had a great time last week um the hospitality down south is not something to be taken lightly when you hear southern hospitality they are being honest about that, because I'm going to tell you what, everywhere you went, it was nothing but smiles, nothing but good conversation. Uh, The hotel, everybody at the hotel was there. just everybody had a good time down there. And I got a good chance to catch up with some of my SB Nation people. Uh, Got a chance to catch up with Antoine Staley, who does the chop up with us. Just a great time overall. Just great week. Um, But now we're back. Now we're back. And now it's Super Bowl week. We just got done with the Pro Bowl. Let me let me ask you this. Do you all I'm going to ask Naheem in a bit, but how do y'all feel about the Pro Bowl? I, I, like, I feel like it's split. Before the game, before I watched the clips and stuff of, of the flag football game, I, I'm like, man, this is crazy. This isn't going to be, you know, this this is this is going to be lame. Josh Jacobs came out and he said that, you know, to him, this game is shit, or the, the, the new uh, format is just not good. You know, we had uh, quite a few people talk about what they like or don't like. Uh, my, my viewpoint of it is... For me, if if the players enjoy it, if the players like it, I can get with it. But but for me, also, if I'm being honest with you, dodgeball, all that stuff ain't fun. I I want I miss the days where they had the the throwing competition with the, the quarterbacks. I miss, um, you know, they used to have big guys. Sarah was talking about. Sarah Larson was talking about this. They used to have big guys pulling the trucks with the with it strapped onto them, and um just different things that I would still like to see that's competitive where guys don't have to put their bodies out there, but at the same time it's something that the fans will want to watch. We'll see. I don't know. I just, let me, let me know your, your thoughts in the comments and stuff. I just, uh, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan, but it's Super Bowl week out here in Glendale, Arizona. I'm a little depressed about it. I'm a little depressed about it. I, I can see uh state farm from my backyard. I can literally look out. And I can see it, which lets you know how close I am to the stadium as, in, you know, as far as proximity where I live. When you talk about traffic patterns, it sucks out here anyway. Right now, I don't want to leave my house for nothing. It's despicable. The type of traffic patterns and all the stuff that's happening right now is disgusting. But I'm excited for this weekend. I know the Buffalo Bills aren't there. We should have been there. We should have been there. Um don't have to rehash old memories and old feelings at this point, but I think it's going to, I think, I think the Eagles are going to take it. I think the Eagles are going to take it. I don't, there's no hate for me on this. I'm not that person that's like, well, I don't want Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, or whoever else to win prior to Josh. I think, you know, I said it a couple weeks ago, I said it last week, you know, only one team wins the Super Bowl, so in essence, even if you make it to the Super Bowl and lose, thirty-one teams are disappointed at the end of the year. If my team is competitive, they're playing very well throughout the season, they're winning often, and they're and they're in the conversation at the end of the year. I'm I'm with that. Now, will I like for the football guys to smile on us once and for all and let us win a Super Bowl? Heck, heck yeah. And I still want that. Absolutely. That's all I want. Give me one before I die. That's what I need. Give me a Super Bowl. But I'm also understanding of the fact that every year only one team can win it. Two teams can make it. One from each conference. This year just wasn't the year for the Bills. And I think if you're honest about a lot of things and you go back and you take a look at these things, then you understand that um, Josh Allen really did mask a lot of the issues that the team had. So when you're talking about... Oh, yeah, but Spence, we have the number two offense in the league. We did, but we also did that because Josh Allen added a huge chunk of yards on in the rushing game. We did that because um, the long – I don't want to say this like it's a negative because it's not a negative. Josh Allen is very good at the deep ball. He's very good at big plays, plays over 20 yards very good at it however um yardage and, and points scored and all that stuff it matters when it's about those statistics but it doesn't matter in one game samples so if you're talking about through the whole season yeah you go out there and you throw these bombs and blah, blah, blah. but when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against these teams that uh typically are the top six seven teams in the conference you're going to get better defense. You're going to have better players on both sides of the ball. You know, so I just don't want it to be where the only thing Josh is doing every year is leading somebody to a fantasy football championship because he has uh, the most deep passing yards. He also rushes for touchdowns and rushes for big yards. And like, I, I don't, I don't want that. Like, forget your fantasy team. You get what I'm saying? Forget that. At some point, I would like to see Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen evolve together, grow together, and allow the offense to, every single play, take what the defense gives you. And I know it's so simple. It's a cliche that we talk about in every sport, really, basketball, football. You take what the defense gives you. But I'm going to just tell you, if Josh Allen, on a play-by-play basis, took what the defense gave him, he would win MVP every year. This isn't a hot take to me. This is, this is, this should be common knowledge. He is a freak of nature when it comes to uh, being put together to play the game of football. There's been times in the past that I've compared him to LeBron James. He's, he's bigger than most quarterbacks that I remember in history. You know, maybe Culpepper, big Ben, Cam Newton, Josh is built like that. He's in that mode of, of big body players. But then now that he's gotten better as a passer, you put him in a category of um, some of the the greats of all time because he can make throws that other people can't, you know, the, the the throw to John Brown on the sideline when John Brown had to reach out for it, when Josh was rolling to his right, huge play, huge play. There's so many plays I can think, I don't want to get into that because there's so many plays I could do throughout the season that would make you say, Josh is that dude, but yet, On fourth and two, instead of taking a four-yard completion to Dawson Knox to continue the drive, we throw a 40-yard pass to Gabriel Davis, who, by the way, this season led the team in drop percentages. Not that other guys don't drop the ball, but what I'm saying is take what the defense gives you. Gabe has made several big plays like that, so I'm not even saying don't target Gabe. We go back to the Pittsburgh game, and he absolutely ate their lunch, breakfast, and dinner. He ate everything that the the Pittsburgh Steelers was offering up. He ate it. You go back last year to that Chiefs game, Gabriel Davis ate it. So I'm not giving up on Davis. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I think Gabriel Davis is a very talented, very talented wide receiver. I just think that we need to get him involved in the offense in plays other than stretching the field. Let's get him involved in ways where, um, you know, Maybe some 5, 10-yard passes. (laughs) Maybe run some of those drag routes. Maybe sometimes switch things up on offense just to have fun with it. Line him up in a slot. Then switch Diggs in a slot. Beasley in a slot. Then put... Khalil Shakir needs more snaps. He needs more snaps. My guest of the evening, Naeem Hines. I need him to have more snaps. I need him to have more snaps. There's just a lot. There's just a lot about the way the game is played and the Buffalo Bills uh, conduct themselves on offense that it's fun to watch as a fan, but it's also frustrating to watch as a fan. Because, yeah, it's beautiful when Josh is, you know, coming out the game and he has three touchdowns, you know, 70 yards rushing and one on the ground, and then we also get a touchdown on our running backs. That's beautiful. But at this point, I'm actually getting to the point now too where I, I don't even care if it's, the best offense in the league anymore. I don't care if we have the number one, top five, top two defense in the league anymore. What I care about is executing in the biggest game of the year. And when you're talking about the coaching staff, a lot of people were calling for McDermott's head, his job, people calling for Frazier's job, even Ken Dorsey. I don't, I think that's a bit ridiculous. It's a bit much, but I need them to, to coach better in the biggest moments of the year. You know, I don't care if we're, if we're blowing out the Rams week one. It was fun to go to L.A. and see. It. it was so much fun. So much fun. But then when you lose the last game of the season at home against the Bengals. And now I'm seeing the Bengals have the same conversation that Bills fans had last year. Their fan base is saying the most important thing. Shout out to my man. um, What is it? Game one, Jay. Shout out to my guy. He's one of the guys that's pushing that narrative and and the content for, for the Bengals. Number one thing for the Bengals next year is to get the number one seed. There's a reason why teams want the number one seed. But for me, number one seed or not, you're playing at home in the playoffs, you score more than 10 points. You got Josh Allen, you score more than 10 points. I got jumped on the other day on Twitter because I was talking about I think my no, I don't think justice. My guy justice was saying that for the, the Bengals to score what they scored in that game against the Chiefs, you know. Is embarrassing for them to have the, the guys they have. And I made the same statement and some people got upset because I was talking about the bills in the same way. But listen. All season, all season the lowest point total for the Buffalo Bills was 19 points. The lowest total of the season for the Buffalo Bills was 19 points. If the Buffalo Bills had scored 19 points and we still lost that game where it was 19 to 24 or 19 to 27, I don't think, I don't think we would have been as ticked off because at least the offense was doing something. But 10 points at home divisional round, And then don't even get me started on the conversation about home field advantage in the playoffs with the cold and the snow. Build a damn dome. Build a damn dome. The Buffalo Bills looked lost in that game. We don't have to keep, let me move on because I'm not even, I wasn't even supposed to be recapping the game. I was talking about Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl, all this other stuff. It's just upsetting because I know that the Buffalo Bills were supposed to be here. I was supposed to be partying with Jordan this week. I was supposed to give Naheem a, you know, like, hey, I wanted to meet him in person for the first time. I get to meet him tonight here on the show, but all those dudes were supposed to be out here. Dion was supposed, we were supposed to have a party. Big Griselda stuff. My man Benny was supposed to be out here. Dion was supposed to be partying with him. I was supposed to be partying with them. That's what this weekend was supposed to be for me. Instead, I'll be sitting at home eating Picasso's pizza on my couch. (laughs) Look, let's move on. Uh, Y'all don't listen to me rant about just random stuff enough for the last 15, 20 minutes. So I'm going to bring my guests in. Everybody knows him. Everybody's happy to see him. He is not him. He is him on special teams. He has been the answer to my prayers since Andre Roberts left this team. Let's get it.
0: Degrees here this afternoon as Folt puts his foot into the ball. It's gonna be short. Fielded at the four by Hines, coming straight up the middle to the 20, cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40, 50, down to the 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Naheem
2: Hines,
0: 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage.
2: Are you kidding me, Chris? They showed Josh Allen his arms on his head on the sideline. Sean McDermott, it appears, has tears rolling down his face. What a tribute. To DeMar, this special teams unit, this kickoff return unit set the tone for what today is going to be. And that's a celebration, a celebration of number three, DeMar Hamlin. And they started off just like that, running the opening kickoff, 96 yards.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited because I've been, everybody in Buffalo, when we traded for this gentleman back at the trade deadline, everybody was excited for multiple reasons. I'm excited because um I kind of have multiple ties so like I'm a Bills fan but I lived in Indianapolis for for a bit of time so they were kind of like my second AFC team so when this trade happened I knew I'm like we got to get like this dude got to get involved ladies and gentlemen I have Mr. Naheem Hines joining me this morning how's it going bro
2: it's well man I'm uh, appreciative of having you on and a big fan of the show so thank you
1: I appreciate that man I'm trying to trying to Bring something different to the podcast community where we talk to the players and actually get, you know, some insight without it always having to be like, you know, well, what was this play like? And what was this like? Like, I just want to talk to you. all get to know you a bit. And uh, it's been fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, with you being in Buffalo now, though, man, what was so the season's over. You, you were there since the trade deadline. So what's your first impressions now that, that you kind of have had <clears throat> some experience there? What's your impression of the city, the team, the fan base just in general?
2: Fan base, first off, best of the NFL, hands down. Bills Mafia is unlike anything I've ever seen. Through all those things, helping us, first of all, bringing the energy every Sunday. Every game was, was sold out loud. Uh, we, there were players who got stuck in their driveways. They're helping us out of our driveways. They're fans who just spent hours and hours of work just dedicating their time to a team they love so much. And I'll start there. And then Buffalo has been great. Uh, it's different. Uh, you know, obviously, I came from a dome team, so, you know, playing in the weather was, uh, you know, an adjustment, but it wasn't too bad. I I mean, I guess cold games weren't that bad. And uh, truthfully, I just love the city. Love the city. Great environment. It's kind of like a college town. It kind of reminds me of where I'm kind of from, like where you drive around Buffalo. Like I'm from Garner, North Carolina. So when you drive around Garner, you see a bunch of like Garner High School uh, emblems, symbols everywhere. It's just like when you're on, you know, 210, 219, or any of those things in Buffalo, you know, you see Buffalo Bills stuff everywhere. So it's nice. It's like a real college town vibe, and I love it there.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think that's one of the reasons why – like, when people come to Buffalo as a free agent, a lot of times, or a free agent or a trade or however they come, typically, you know, they'll come into it not knowing much about it. And I've seen in the past previously where people didn't want to come to Buffalo and then they get there um, and then they fall in love. Like, for instance, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I don't know if you remember when Shady was traded to Buffalo from the Eagles. Yep. He, he he was not happy. Ever. He was not happy. But then he fell in love with it. And now he loves the city of Buffalo. He loves the fan base. And it sounds like everybody um, kind of has a similar experience when they come. Let me ask you this, because Amazing. Um, like I just mentioned, a lot of people used to talk about Buffalo before, like before the draft, when we got Josh and before Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Buffalo was like the NFL Siberia. like that, And that's actually what they used to call us. What, is. In your eyes, well, it's still cold like that, but but what has changed as far as like Buffalo being a destination spot for players now? Because it seems like now players want to come to Buffalo.
2: Winning. Winning solves a lot of things. You get a great quarterback in there. Uh, Josh came in the same year as me. So, uh, you know, I played them our rookie year together. We've been 38 to five. Two years later, they knock us out in the wild card in the playoffs. When you make turn, mm-hmm. when you turn things around that fast, such as uh, Shauna and Brandon have done, People want to go there. Even when I got there, you know, the first thing I think about is the weather. Like, personally, in my opinion, i played uh, all the cold places except Green Bay. But if you play Chicago, Green Bay, and Buffalo, those are the three worst places you can play weather-wise. And outside of that, I told my dad, I was like, dang, dad, what do you think about the weather? And he just said, nah, he didn't think about it. All the players go there, but they always get players that want to come back. So I must say something about it. And now after being here, I see why the weather isn't too bad. You know, they have technology. We have tricks. And uh, the wind is what it is, but you get used to it and you practice in it every day. So we have a better advantage than the other guys across the field from us.
1: So it's been great. And I love it there. Man, well, I'll tell you what, it's it's been refreshing for me as a fan, because I remember when, you know, free agency used to hit and or even like you said, with the trade deadline and stuff like that, it it would be times, man, where we would we would be clamped like we wanted so many guys that come to Buffalo and Buffalo used to overpay, you know, and it's like, we just <laughs> so bad. It was so oh, man, bad. Look, man. I trust so me. Now, I would,
2: dude, I was hoping I could go to Buffalo. Like my agent was telling me the teams during the trade deadline where he's like, Hey, now you might get traded. Blase, blase. He's like, yeah, Buffalo's on the team. I was, I was just like, Buffalo, Buffalo, please. I want to play with Josh. I want to play that offense. So, See. you know, it goes and I five years ago, nobody wanted to go there. It's just, that's how it is. Uh, and winning solves that great leadership. And ownership solves that too, which we have here in Buffalo.
1: That's, that's dope, man. Cause even, like I said, so getting you was a big deal. Now, again, we wanted you more involved in the offense, but you know, getting you there, Von came in free agency and again, like, just people just talk about how they want to be there. It's just, it's refreshing. But so let me ask you this though, because Brandon Bean is, he mentioned a few times publicly that he's like had his eyes on you um, as like a, a trade piece. I guess they wanted to draft you, you know, like he, Brandon Bean talks about you often in these interviews that I looked up. Um, how, how for you this this first year coming in? Do you think that as much as the team wanted you here, we didn't use you much in the offense? Do you think that had a lot to do with just like because of where like the time of season you came in and we were kind of already rolling, or um, you know special teams? We're going to talk about that in a second. But why why mm-hmm. do you think offensively you weren't as active um, as active of a role? I mean, man, I got there
2: in what week? I got there. The bills are seven and one, eight and one. So I got there nine weeks, eight weeks later after, you know, four, you know, OTAs for nine weeks. So I missed nine weeks there. Then I missed another four weeks to train again. That's 13 weeks. Then I missed another Mm -hmm. eight weeks on top of that. So I'm 20 weeks behind. And, uh, you know, there's chemistry with the team. And also, too, when I get there, I have to learn a playbook. But also, too, they have to make plans for me. So, uh, you know, I'm very patient with that. But also, too, you know, it's just like, uh, truthfully, with the Bills, I know they've wanted me. I've even heard over the years they try to trade for me. So I'm at a place where I know I'm wanted. So uh, just knowing that is okay. And, uh, you know, I will always love the Colts. So I appreciate everything, but you know, it's like dating. You know, you have a new girl. There's a girl that's been looking at me for a long time, and uh, I'm gonna give her a chance and opportunity to yeah. see how this works. I love it here. I wanted to be here, and uh, honestly, just uh, like you said, man, I think it's the chemistry, man. I think, and i uh, truly in Buffalo. I believe everything that Sean and Brandon say, and they also talk about earning the right to play here, and that's what I plan on doing. Uh, obviously, I made, I tried to make the most of what I was given, and uh, in life, sometimes you may not get everything you want, but that's what. That's how life's supposed to work. You go back and work for it. So I have a whole chance now to get my bearings, know the plays, have a whole offseason under my belt, mm-hmm. learn the checks. So I have to look at Josh crazy sometimes, and like, like he's talking gibberish. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that. So uh, that's what I'm really thinking about. Uh, Although, you know, I wasn't used how I wanted to be offensively and everybody talked about it. I mean, it's, it's not Madden. You don't just go plug and play. That offense right. is very complicated. And then those guys who have worked 24 weeks as I missed, they've made plans 24 weeks without me. And now I'm just in there. So uh, that's really how I feel about it. And I'm gonna earn the right play. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm going go there, and work my butt off, and I'm gonna earn the opportunity to touch the ball more and be a great teammate. Well,
1: No, we're well, we gonna see it, and I already know. Um, I talk I talk frequently about how uh, you you were a compliment to Jonathan Taylor and like the talent that. <laughs> oh, my God, I mean it. It jumps off the screen, though, man. Like, obviously, everybody knows JT. Like, we know what type of player he is. But man, when you when you stepped in. It really, like, there wasn't no drop-off in a way. And I, I think that's why a lot of Colts fans were, were disappointed that you were traded. They were happy for you, but disappointed, like, man, like, uh, you know, so so I guess my question now is um, n- not in comparison to players. Our, you know, I don't want to do that. But um, in Indianapolis, being there with, with JT and now coming to Buffalo and you were with Devin and you were with James as a rookie, um, what do you what what were the biggest differences outside of like the scheme for you you know but like the, the the running backs room in general um yeah. indy indy just seemed like it had a little bit more of a po- and, and now the run game was focused on more out there obviously yeah it was focused on way more so i think uh yeah, yeah so
2: I, I i mean i like i think the schemes are a little bit different i mean i think buffalo's run schemes are different i think they fit a little bit better than indy's but uh Indy has a great scheme, too. They have a great line. And even the linemen are different. Like, you know, Indy, like, they're more a little bit more downhill. They got those big guys like Quinn. We lean on them. You know, we guys, we have guys like Mitch Morris at, at center who can pull around. So, when you have different yeah. things like that in Buffalo, you have different types of runs. And they're, uh, I think both teams match their personnel well. So, uh, that's what I personally think. And, you know, going from, you know, Jonathan Taylor to, you know, Devin, it's kind of cool, you know. And, and the crazy thing is I'm older than all those guys. So, like, even Devin, like <laughs> – I always thought Devin was a pretty good player. And then I actually got to work with him. And I, I think he's a lot better than even – he's even given credit for. And I see why he's even called Motor. His name is Motor because that's what he is. He's a grinder. Like, he's not the biggest, fastest, strongest, and he's a very, very strong guy, you know. And he's, he's not the guy who ran the 4 three forty like myself. That man just get it done. And that's what I respect about him. He runs hard. And even though he's, like, 200 pounds, he weighs like – he runs like he's 215. He runs behind his pads. great player. And uh, Jonathan just yeah. wants him, you know, mature – and, you know mature over the you know because when jonathan got there i was a rookie oh well, he was a rookie and i was t- two years older than him so uh watching him grow into the player he has and even watching him grow his confidence has been amazing and james cook don't even get me started about james cook man everything about him is amazing man he's a he's a great player and for him to even be a rookie he's very very calm cool collected he doesn't get rattled and shoot everything he's a clone man him and his brother like he looks just like his brother like he runs like his brother it's amazing and I, i'm a big fan of his brother watched him all these years but uh I think James Cook has a really bright future in this league, too. So I've been around some great guys, and the, those guys have all pushed me, and I think we've all learned things from each other to make all each all of us better players.
1: Man, I'm so looking forward to to the continued, ele- like just to see how he evolves, the evolution of James Cook. Because he, like you said, he to me, I look at him, and I see a lot of similarities, and then I, obviously I can see the things that people say are different uh, between him and his brother. But Yeah, and it, I feel like know, his, his potential is are- untapped, untapped, too, though. Because, like, even in Georgia, yeah. think
2: about it. In Georgia, he didn't really start. So, it was like he didn't really – you never saw him really get, like, 20 carries a game, 15 carries right. a game, which I which I think he can do and handle well even in the NFL. So, it's like even for him, I feel like he's great. But it's like we haven't even seen the most of him because he just hasn't been in that role to have those 20 carry, five, six catch games, which I think he's capable
1: of. I think – I think I think the combination of running backs that we have get you more involved. Hopefully, and I've been saying this too. Hopefully, we can get Motor back. I, I think Motor runs bigger than he is. He's um, he's a short guy, but he's he's like you mentioned, he's strong. He finishes plays, man. Like I've he never seen a guy too, like man. he'll juke you he, out too, man. He's puts to down. I don't know if this that is like what leg? y'all called it as a running back. Yeah, I was going to say the dead leg. I think he got the sickest <laughs> yeah. dead leg in the league. In the league. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, in Chicago, insane, he put a couple so.
2: of guys down.
1: it's just just insane like i i'm trying to think of the one play where he actually he literally just he stopped and like three people went flying and it was just like yo it's insane so but yeah i can't wait i want to see how that running backs room uh kind of continues to grow together and evolve and like i said hopefully we can bring bring uh motor back but so now let's talk a little bit like specifically about about your role now so like this past season they had you at special teams which i don't know if um if if you had all heard because i know you mentioned that you, you you're a fan of the show and everything man i when i tell you i have prayed for you like you have been my you have been my deliverance from from hell on special teams since we got rid of andre roberts and i'm, I'm saying that with respect because i do love everybody on the team but there were moments where special teams punt returns kick returns i would literally hold my breath every single time a punt like we were back to, to it, it, it man it hurt it hurt so thank you you are a beast back there bro like so let's <laughs> talk you. about that 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 play so obviously the season finale the patriots um we are know we are new to seeing demar after witnessing what happened with demar in cincinnati we are new to energy in buffalo was going to be crazy um, first, walk, walk me through just like the emotions of that first, play, like walking on the field, knowing that the kickoff is coming and then for it to happen like that. Just kind of like walk me. And I'm sure you've given this answer 50,000 times already, but kind of just walk about, me through ooh, how like that whole thing played I out mean, for you. I, I mean, I was back
2: there and I was ready. And, uh, you know, the return we actually had called, we ran it on them earlier that year in the Thursday night game. And I had space. It looked like the same type of return. The backside guy tackled me. And actually, he was actually a really, really great player. And actually, in that game, he was hurt, too, so, uh, which is even more interesting. But I just remember catching the ball and looking down and just seeing space. And then once I just broke outside, I, I just knew it was me versus them, and I'm, I'm taking me every time. So uh, it was really amazing. I feel like nobody was ready for the play other than myself and uh, those 10 other guys out there, those 10 other guys. I've been so close, like this close all year. And those guys, ever since day one, when I've gotten there, Coach uh, Matthew Smiley's head special teams coach, and all those guys have believed in me. Like when I first got there, those guys—the guys who I played against—like uh, uh, Tyler Maddockevich, you know Taiwan Jones, our leaders, Saran Neal—they were like, "Are you returning this week?" And I told them, "Yeah." And they were excited. So, uh, if it was you know how it is, man. When you have people that believe in you and trust you, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I felt about that. So every time I'm back there, I know if I get a little bit of space, I can go. And that's why I even tell them. I told them, "They only have to hold on long. Hold it, Give me about two seconds. I'm fast, and I can get through there." That's all I tell them. And those guys, I just remember just running through and hearing the crowd. My ears going deaf, jumping in the crowd, man. And it was it's probably the honestly that was the best day of my life so far it was it was amazing
1: meant two returns and um <laughs> and then it's just wow the way so the way they obviously you know the, the 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 way the media and i'm part of the media now so the way we talk about it it's it's a little crazy because it's like okay this hasn't happened for three years and three months and you know like just the the three the theme of three and everything that, that was happening with demar um it was such an emotional moment for you. So I know I heard what Josh said about how for him, it was like a spiritual moment McDermott, but after the game, when you had a chance to kind of reflect on that in, in light of what happened with DeMar, like, you know, how did you kind of put all that into focus?
2: You know, even with that, I mean, I think that's why I'm here. Like, I believe I'm here. I've always believed I was a player who was that spark plug. And uh, I pride myself on being that guy that when the team needs you most being there, so that first play of the game wasn't even the play I was excited about. It was the second one when we were down. You know, we had some momentum. We lost it. Offensive struggle. Now we're down. Boom, another kickoff return. And that's really just what I think about. Even just, like, the funniest thing is I was talking to our, our team psychologist. She always just checks on me, especially since I've been there. You know, moving in the middle of the season is tough. You know, obviously the offensive role wasn't, you know, I mean, I got my touches and I had to learn the playbook, which is hard. So, like, you know, even myself, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I fit in. And, you know, that's the one place where I felt like I was fitting in was kickoff return, punt return and things like that. So uh, that was why I was here. I was here for that play. I was here, you know, ignite hope and pride and joy because I feel like that play wasn't just a football play. That was a play for our whole community. There were things that happened before I got there. And uh, since I got there, you know, we had the two snowstorms, the Mar. And I think I was brought there just somebody new who's never been there to just bring joy, hope. And I hope that's what the Lord used me for. And hopefully, you know, With all the things that happened with DeMar, there's things I've never seen. People on ESPN praying, like taking a second to pray, I've never seen that. So, uh, yeah, it was powerful, you know, like just everything. And he was on CNN. This is something I've never seen the whole world focus on something. And for me to be that person, you know, bring us a little bit of hope and joy, I feel like that play wasn't just for me, but that was for Buffalo.
1: And just showing everybody what God can do. It was unreal. It was unreal. And... (laughs) And then, like I said, for it to be two in the game when, you know, and, you know, even not just in Buffalo, it's it's a rare thing for a kickoff return like that. So for you to get two in the same game and it, it was just, man, it's amazing. So just so you know, I I, I am uh, as far as special teams are concerned, you are talking to your biggest fan and supporter. I mean, <laughs> man, we got to look, we got to get to the pro bowl
2: or all pro, man. Look, I, look, I always have those two returns too late in the year. It's week 17, 18. I need to uh, yeah. do that early in the year. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the opportunity too, man. Those guys, I'm telling you, those guys block. They block really well for me.
1: Well, you're going to do that though. You're going to get there. The last Pro Bowl returner we had was Andre Roberts, who I mentioned a a moment ago. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again with Naheem Hines. It's happening. Pro Bowl (laughs) and All pro. It's happening. So I got two last questions for you, man, and then we'll we'll, uh, roll up out of here. You mentioned the Pro Bowl. So this past weekend, we had the Pro Bowl with a whole new – Um, format a lot of different things flag football game it seems to be split you know we heard uh, Josh Jacobs say man this this shit is horrible you know but then we have other side of things where people are happy about it how did you uh, view the Pro Bowl format do you you, are you a fan of it uh I watched
2: I didn't watch all of it but from what I saw it looked fun I mean I think it's really just based on the guys the guys buy into it I think it's fun Mm -hmm. but Really, I can understand how America does not want to, you know, want this to go on. But it's just like us. Like, think about it. Like, you work – we work 20-something weeks straight. And then for us to honor ourselves and our great season, after – two weeks later, we got to play in another game. So, it's just like, you know, and obviously people don't understand – like, people don't understand how much that goes on the body, even if it's a Pro Bowl. But guys are competitive. But I actually like the format. I hope to go one day and I hope to do the best catch, do some crazy flips or something. And play dodgeball. But I think it's really just, uh, I think it's good for the sport. And I think uh, we'll figure it out over time. But uh, I think you just have to stick with it and go with it. Or if not, you have to, people might just cancel it. But I like the honor of the Pro Bowl. I like all those guys being on the field at the same time. And uh, I think they should just try another year. or Just kind of just take surveys and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I want them to bring back the the quarterback challenge, though, like the arm, yes. the distance, and the fastest I man challenge,
2: that. like the 2000s, the 2000s like yeah. Roger Single C Smith. Yeah, they need to, and even the uh, one where they drop the drone, the drone
1: drops the ball. They need to do all that. And that fastest man, that fastest man, when you talk about man, Tariq Hill thinks he's the fastest in the league around everybody. And I just, part of me feels like we got a couple guys on the roster that don't get love for speed. People sleeping on Taiwan Jones. I'm going to leave that alone. You are he's definitely fast, one of them. Too. So I, I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So uh, last one out of here, man, uh, this this weekend coming up, y'all were supposed to be out here in Glendale. I'm just saying, y'all were supposed to be here. But we got two good teams in the Super Bowl. Um, if you had to take your pick right now, or, or how do you feel like this game is going to play out? It's just because of Kansas City Health. They had some guys get hurt last game. So
2: uh, I think the Eagles have a great defense and a healthier team, but – man, when you're playing against 15, you never know. <laughs> truthfully, it yeah. doesn't matter who's on that team. I feel like you can put my sister out there in Kansas city and my mom in the slot. And I think they're going <laughs> to open some out. He'll get them the ball. So, uh, but you know, I have a lot of respect for Nick Sirianni. You know, that was my guy in Indy. So, uh, I'm pulling for Philly. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of good friends on Philly and, uh, I hope that Nick's doing well. You know, I've been following him and he was a big, he helped me in my career a lot, truthfully in Indy, those three years. So, uh, I, I'm hoping, uh, Philly has a great game, but I want to see a great game and, uh, I'm never going to be mad if I see Patty win one. I mean, I'm really kind of split. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play, but uh, I really hope my guy Nick Sirianni
1: and them can pull it out. Okay. Well, yeah, I, it's, it's tough for me. So it's when you're a fan of football and you watch Patrick Mahomes play, it's just like this dude is incredible. You know, They're like you just, you just enjoy Yeah, you just enjoy it. Like, you know, but then obviously as a Bills fan, it's like, man, I don't want Kansas City and I don't want. But I, I think I'm kind of I'm growing to the point where I'm kind of like you where it's like, you know, there's certain people I root for. I want those guys yeah. to do well. Certain coaches I want to see um, meet their life goals and do certain things like that. So. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as you there, man. But listen, I appreciate every, you know, every moment you've spent with me. Um, Is there anything you got going on, like any charity? efforts or just anything that you want to highlight before we get on out of here? Uh, yeah,
2: actually uh, I actually re-signed for my third year as a national spokesperson of the Muscular Dystrophy Association and I'm super excited about that for people who don't know of the Muscular Dystrophy Association it supports muscular dystrophy which is a degenerative uh, muscle disease, so basically your, mu- your, mu- your muscles actually just wither away and uh, just to raise awareness for that and use my platform and the NFL has been an amazing thing and uh, to find more about that you can go to mda.org and you can learn more. It's 40 different types. ALS is one of them. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are affected by that. If you, and you don't even know it unless you do the research. So uh, hopefully you can join my fight and just learn more about it. And just raising awareness just knowing about it is enough. And um, I, that's, I can't stress that enough. Just educate yourself.
1: All right, well ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have that in the comments here or in the um in the description so that way if you are like me and you're lazy and need a link, just go ahead and click the link. <laughs> and if there's any way that you to show it support, support man, we're going to do it. So, uh Naheem, good luck this off season. Good luck going into next season. Uh I hope to see you in Buffalo for for years to come. I mean that. Like you you are so that too. guy for me and and <laughs> hey, and, and 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 you know what? And I also want to say I normally don't do this. Your guys, Jeremy and and everybody that represents you they're they so so top notch. Top notch, man. They they respond <laughs> right away. They out to it my dad. Honestly. <laughs> i I like my dad
2: picked them for me my dad knew so shout out to my pops for that has
1: a good guy shout out to pops shout out to pops because because you'll be shocked how difficult sometimes it is to maintain communication or to get things done so i just wanted to thank them publicly as well and hey you have a good time this this off season enjoy yourself enjoy your family and ladies and gentlemen y'all know how i do it here with the code of conduct over at buffalo Rumblers. y'all love each other take care of each other and live in peace and as always stay positive test negative go bills of conduct